If I did that in a relationship, I'd be single. You know what I mean? Right away. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Tawalets. It is month five. Month five, and we're still here. That's okay, because honestly, it's easier to get guests when you just have to tell them that you're interviewing them from their own house. Our next guest is a perfect example of that because I have been trying to get him to guest on this podcast since January, but he's a very busy guy. He works as an actor in GMA and, you know, he's young, so they give him all this stuff to do and his schedule never really matched with mine. So, yeah, I'm lucky to be able to interview him for this. It's funny, uh, I met him at a spit show and he just opened up about how he really enjoyed the show and how this is his brand of comedy, which of course, I was so flattered. I mean, duh, I'm so flattered. But we became friends after that because we got along on the type of shows that he watched. And you're going to hear in this episode that he talks about The Office a lot. That is basically our main conversation when we first met. We were just talking about The Office and how a lot of it was improvised. And that's why he liked improv and that's why he liked our show. So he's very enthusiastic about that. So I was confident that he knew a lot about comedy and his Instagram. He has a lot of content that's just really silly, really funny stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, this next episode has Andre Paras. What has been making you laugh lately? Oh, what has been making me laugh lately? Obviously, um, that has obviously it's comedy, and when mm. I mean comedy, it's more stand-up comedy. Mm. And recently, uh, I might get bashed, or I don't know. I mean, because um, I'm, I'm sure everyone is familiar with Alex Kalea. Of course, Kalea. No, that guy. Oh my goodness, he's very he's funny. And I recently was able to watch his videos on on YouTube, and I pretty much finished everything. And he mentioned something after one of his sets was, uh, I think he was sad that people would rather watch online than live because people, you know, how people would complain na paulit ulit jokes nila kung ano man ang nakikita nila on YouTube. And he said something na it was funny. He said something na gumastos taman kayo yung mga nanonood, which means watch his shows. And I honestly wish. Uh, There'll be a time when this is all over. I can go watch a show live. But yeah, going back to your question, uh, stand-up comedy, pretty much the Filipino stand-up comedians. So Sir Alex is one of the stand-up comedians that I've been following recently. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, because I've seen Alex's performances. And I think he's also been doing some paid shows online. Am I right? Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Now, now okay. <laughs> now I need to watch this. Okay, I promise yeah. I'm not. I promise to all his fans, if ever that leaks or something, I promise I won't watch it. I'll, I'll make sure to watch, you know, his original content. So yeah. yeah. Which one did you get to see? Parang ngayon ka palang getting in on the Alex Kalia train. He's been around for a while. Yes. Uh, what made me laugh? He has this joke about uh, the Ford Everest. Mm-hmm. It's this is a joke. It's really I don't want to talk about it. Right. Of course, yeah. I I don't want to butcher his timing, his delivery, but it gets me all the time. Even though in some of his YouTube videos, of course, different location, he'd use that joke. It's very funny, and it, I I believe he's one of the smartest comedians out there. Have you been seeing a lot of local comedians, or has it been just Alex so far? 
it's been Alex recently, but mm-hmm. before, because um, I used to work with sila, um, Kuya Jose Manalo, Kuya Wali Bayola. We worked mm-hmm. together, and there's this time when they invited us to Zirko. Oh, wow. Famous comedy bar, yeah. Yes, and I'm thankful because it was my first time there when they invited me, and I honestly regret not going there before, but it was like a f- last year, I think, when they invited us for an event. And it was very, um, how do you say this, eye-opening when it comes to comedy because you can really see the difference of Filipino comedy from other comedies from, you know, other countries. You know, our sense of humor is different. Right. But if you love if you love comedy for some reason, any it doesn't matter what genre it is. It could be British comedy, uh, uh, comedy from the States or the Philippines. It's still going to be funny and you're honestly going to hear lots of laughter. So... What are the main differences that you see? I'm curious because you you mentioned that there are many differences between Pinoy comedians and foreign comedians. What are the main differences in your opinion? I believe, I don't know. Okay, going to British comedy, I used to watch uh, Faulty Tower, of course, Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. uh, Black Adder, because of my cousin. He's a uh, half Australian and whenever I'd visit him or when they'd visit, they'd always have these VHS tapes. VHS na abutan mo pa yon. Yes, I did, and because um, some uh, they take they take care of us whenever my dad's at work. So when they were around, that's something we'd always play. So I realized that when I picked up their humor, it's more of dry humor, which is funny, mm-mm, and mm-mm. that's what I believe. Uh, what well, I think that's my personal opinion. Uh, all of all of us have our own uh, ways of you know observing and seeing the difference. So for me, it's dry humor, which is funny. And then when it comes to Filipino comedy, uh, stand-up-wise, it's the stand-up comedy. It's funny because it's fast-paced and it's more personal. Mm. And what I like are the crowd interactions. I mean, I wouldn't say they're insulting. Mm-hmm. You know, when they ask questions and then they insult you, but it's more in a funny way. It's right. the obvious kind, you right. know? Like for example, if I'm if I'm on in the crowd and they see me, they tell me to say, "Oh, tayo ka nga, ano ka, kapre ka ba?" Because I'm tall. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. Like something like that. So that's what I believe. Filipino comedy is more personal, not negative personal, but they talk about their lives, and then it's really fast. It's fast paced in a way. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I, that's what I observe. That's true. I actually noticed that also, and maybe one of the reasons why um, it seems more personal to us is because. We can relate to what they're saying. Yes. You know oh, what I mean? That was, yes, agree. Yeah. Especially, so, oh, Jokoy. Jokoy yes. does one. You like Jokoy. Oh, yes. Especially ah. when he came out with this, I think it was 2018, 2018 when I saw his uh, special on Netflix. And pretty much, of course, it trended worldwide because of the Filipino community with all his Filipino jokes. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm get, I actually get mixed reactions with Jokoy. Um, from Why? guests, I, you know what? It's it's a different flavor they say, but um, I think a lot of it has to do with the Phil Am identity versus the Filipino identity. Because growing up in the states as a Filipino, your experiences are different than the ones who grow up here. So a lot of the guests that I've had that grew up here aren't really fans of the Phil <gasps> Am experience. No. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. I you gotta respect. They have their own opinions. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. I were to, uh, how do I say this? Defend Jokoy's sake. Come on, it's still Filipino and it's still uh-uh. funny. 
I mean, come on, he's it's so relatable and it's believable because even if he is a Filipino that grew up in the states, how does he have these values? How does he have these, you know, jokes about his mom that we can relate to? So that's yeah. pretty amazing if you think about it. Yeah, for me actually, what I really like about Jokoy is the way he handles the crowd because. Diba? In his second special, the one in Hawaii, I think. Did you get to see that? He just kept riffing off the the audience. And I think a lot of it was improv also. And that's what really impressed me. Because there are a lot of stand-up comics that just memorize their material. They know how to do it well. But when an audience member chimes in, big lang, up, they're off their game. You know what I mean? It's, it's different then. Eh? I feel like in Zerko, they handle hecklers really well. Am I right? Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, because maybe sometimes people had a lot to drink or sometimes, you know, maybe their laughter would throw some of the performers off. Mm-mm. But it's not they're going to insult them. It's they're going to get them into the act and relate it to their next joke. I mean, that's amazing. That's something I want to learn mm-hmm. when in you get lost, but it's not obvious. But if you're into comedy and you do something like that, you're going to realize, oh wait, I think he got off track, but he... Uh, how do you say this? He got back on track by using whoever heckled him. Yeah, in other words, in other yeah. words, salo. And that's something com- That's something that I want to learn. That's really crazy. It's also also improv. So that's right. an amazing superpower, I guess. Do you plan to get into stand up because you're such a big fan of it? Is that something you might consider one yes. day? I, I could. I would love to do that because it's still a branch of comedy. But I still want to fulfill my dream in improv. When I oh, have to you, see you, you guys, honestly. Yes, I really. That's why I tried. I tried enrolling in one of your classes before, but it sucked for me because of my schedule. Then when I was free, that's when the lockdown happened, and then right. I I caught one of your shows. I oh, know, sorry, one of your classes online, and hopefully, if there's more online, I would love to join. But hopefully, one day in person. But I don't know how that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's been it's been a weird time for our country. It's so annoying. People know you as an actor in TV and as a player on court. And I don't know if a lot of people know that you actually create digital content also on your Instagram. So how would you describe your brand of comedy? Because that is what I noticed from your Instagram. Um, I feel that if there is such kind of branding or a branch of comedy, it's more of the physical kind. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather make people laugh with the way I move. Okay. You know, like sometimes maybe oh, that's one thing here in the Philippines. Pag OA, it's funny. Right. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, like <gasps> like in cutting reaction as sobrang big eyes or big movements, it's funny. And that's something I like doing. Right. Even if I get bashed for it, but I don't care. It's how who I am. Do you get bashed for it? I wanna hear yeah. this. What is this okay. bashing? Um, there are some bashers out there, which I hope have turned into fans by now. But <laughs> then some I mean Okay, I'm young, so I checked the internet, or I, I had friends send me links which I didn't want to, or tweets na Andre Paras o A Omarte, di naman nakakatawa. But maybe if they watched it properly, or maybe if they okay, maybe if you hear me deliver lines, sometimes it's off. But maybe you have to see me perform it so you can see my reaction or my the way my body moves. Right. Something like that. Oh, so you get bashers because they think you're O A. That's it. Yeah. And okay. basically, for me, that's my way of comedy. But it's okay. I, I take I take it positively. So maybe sometimes I have to lessen it. Sometimes I agree. Sometimes I don't. But there are times I don't want to read it. But it'll help you as a how do you say this? As a comedian, if you do learn from your bad 
habits. So mm-hmm. usually my bad habits are always overreacting. And I keep forgetting I'm this tall person. So <laughs> any subtle movements, it's already OA. So I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense. And you've been doing a lot. Parang most of your comedy, or what I've seen at least, is either you are single forever or yes. your dad is bald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Those are the two themes of what's going on. Is this is this all just based on like personal truth or is it just like a, a character that you pr- play? A character that's always single, a character that makes fun of his dad. You know, I just realized you're right. Pretty much everything I make fun of is my single life. Mm-hmm. And of course, which I, is a I, hit. I didn't know that because I don't know. I believe that if you make fun of something that's true, it's more believable. Oh yeah, and it's fun. It's funnier because ever since like maybe years ago, I've always I've always. Like making videos about being single, and the punchline is I'm always alone. It's supposed to be sad, but for me it's funny because it's always played out. Like it's already right. expected. But what's the treatment going to be like? So usually I don't, of course, do it for likes or comments. But it's pretty much just to entertain people because that's all I can think of. And if that's something that I can keep on producing, or you know, those little one-minute videos of being single, I'll keep on doing it as long as it makes. Or it brings a smile to people's faces, so that's what I like doing. Would you do that even if you weren't single, though? Uh, if I did that in a relationship, I'd be single. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right away. <laughs> you know <after>. I mean? <laughs> yeah. If, if I get caught, ano to single ka? Ano Like, oh, it's supposed to be a joke. But maybe I could, if I were to, if I'm lucky enough to find my soulmate, if she has the same sense of humor. Maybe we can make couple jokes, you know, the stereotypes of being in a relationship, which I don't know yet because I don't. Right. I'm single, so right. You're busy, we'll say That's what it is. I'm busy sh- and choosy. Yes. And choosy. Yes, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So, how does your dad feel about being the butt of your jokes? <laughs> Honestly, it's something that he's okay with because, of course, ever since I was born, he's he was already losing hair, and it's something that. <laughs> You know he's he's accepted because you know he got sick before. It's like a high fever. That's what people don't know. Okay. So in other words, it's not genetics. Right, right, right. So so even if I tease him, if karma does exist, I will not get bald because of teasing him. <laughs> okay. So I did it because I know I'm not gonna get bald, and knowing that I think it bothers him if other people makes jokes about it. But if it's like, like blood related, it's fine because you know okay. I get the sun pass. <laughs> so just making fun of it is. You know, something that is rare because I'm only allowed to do it, so it feels special. I know it's mababaw, it's making fun of someone who is, you know, who doesn't have hair, but he's my <laughs> father, and I have the green light to do it, so I feel special in a way, even if that sounds weird. Yeah. Are you in a kengkoy family? Would you describe your family as kengkoy, or is it just? You? Oh yes, I, I believe I am in a family that's kengkoy, but I don't think my little brothers realize it yet. I just realized um, my dad is just well I realized before that my dad being himself is really funny so you know yung mga simpleng hirit or simpleng pranks he used to pull before you know something that I picked up so I guess that's why whenever I'm with my friends I'm usually the one who makes them laugh or it's either I make them feel uncomfortable because I'm too hyper so those are the only things were you always the class clown growing up? Medyo. 
never I failed in being a class clown because how can you fail in that okay I'd always <laughs> get in trouble I'd, I would always get in trouble because you know there's something in me in class when and it may be there are times when wala sa lugar yung jokes ko ah. um, alam mo mga sa class may mga humihirit right so I try to tie myself and then it's gonna fail everyone's gonna be like oi bastos or <laughs> Serioso tayo dito? I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Wala sa lugar. So I guess, growing up, I was finding my, how do you say this? Finding my perfect timing when it comes to comedy or, you know, making side jokes. Yeah. And that's what pretty much branched out in my confidence in accepting TV roles rather than just being a person who makes people laugh in a group. Right. You've done a lot of TV, TV roles. Have you done comedy? Because parang the ones I've seen are not comedy. Medyo serious. Yes. It's either it's serious or I failed in making that scene la- be funny. Yan ka na naman. Maybe you failed yeah, na maybe. naman. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just being hard on myself. No. Yeah. Um, usually, it's rom-com. Romantic comedy. There's always supposed to be um, what would the shows I've done. I'm thankful because I don't choose it. I just accept it because I'm okay. thankful for anything that is being given to me so I can you know challenge myself. But it so happens there are a lot of roles for me to do comedy and I accept it because for me it's like a walk in a park in the in when I mean walk in the park it's more of I know how to make I know how to make things funny or I believe I can make people laugh besides drama if it's drama I, I, I probably need to attend more workshops I need to watch more shows I need to get that timing right but if it's comedy it's more of like I can do it I'll accept yeah. it because you do watch a lot of comedy shows. I remember talking to you before about you loving The Office. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're obsessed with The Office. So to obsessed. the listeners, just so you know, the first time I met Andre, he was really talking about The Office na and showing <laughs> yes. me all the DVDs. DVDs! Hindi na uso ang yes. DVDs. But you have the DVD set of yes, The Office. Yes, it's with me now, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are the other comedy shows that you enjoy watching? Well, besides from The Office, there's Sparks and Recreation. Of course. That's something yep. I'm getting into. Good job. Yeah, Sparks and Recreation. And uh, what else is there do I have been watching? Uh, recently, I finished with my dad, Modern Family. Mm. You finished it? I haven't finished yes, it. Yes, with that. During the lockdown, surprisingly. Oh, well, nice. I'm not surprised because what, is, what else is there to do? So, right. we binge watched it. And then we have... Well, when it comes to something not for kids, I've been watching a lot of uh, Ali G. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Ali G. Ali G. Um, he's the Seen same guy as Borat. Uh, Borat, yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are this is a DVD set that I bought also online, which of course is not online. I think because the humor was way different back in the early two thousands. Right. It was pretty much dark humor. Mm-hmm. So that's something I've been watching and thankfully not imitating because I don't want to <laughs> get in trouble. Just for me to learn and compare the different, dif- different era eras of comedy. Yeah. I love Sasha Baron Cohen actually. He is very yes. different because from what I've seen, because I haven't seen Ali G, but I saw The Dictator, I saw Borat, I saw clips of him playing this pro-gun Iranian guy. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Oh, yes. Who is America? That's his crazy. That's the new one. Yes. That's, that's so his crazy. new special. But I love that because parang all the 
movies that I've seen of Sasha Baron Cohen, he always has a message at the end of it. Like there's a lesson, even if he's being sobrang bastos, there's a lesson to it. So I found that very interesting. What's the lesson in Ali G? Is there a lesson or what? I don't know. It's more of him being, you know, the outfits back in the early 2000s when it's loose, more mm. of hip hop. Right, right, right. So he's more of like the. I guess how do you say this? He's more of like the chill type of character, and he's not—he's not, he's not uh, imitating anyone. He's just being himself in a chill type. But the people he interviews are like politicians. As Ali G. <laughs> as Ali G. That's the thing, and I don't understand. And, and, and professional athletes. That's why I don't know if it's if it's scripted. But it's actually real because you know how when they introduce him and then they introduce his guests at the bottom it says like um, uh, I had a former CIA or former I don't know government official. So I'm like, wow, these guys are big time. And what makes it funny is nobody laughs. It's more of the questions he asks and the straight face they give. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like between two ferns. Have you seen that with Zach Galfina? That's another one that he just asks questions. But I think that one is scripted. I'm not sure. Oh, it is. I it believe is it has to be because of the <laughs> egos of the actors for you to bash them or make fun of them. Right there, you know, in but front of them. I love that show too. And the movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. Is there any dream character that you want to play one day? Like, can you think of the type of character comedy-wise? I want, uh, comedy-wise, that's going to be action comedy. Ooh. Mga ano, mga bad boys kind of thing. More of Johnny English. Oh, okay. The wholesome <laughs> <of> one. <laughs> well, I want to say palpak, but uh, get the job done. Yeah. So it's not just me talking. Like, I want to look silly losing mm. in a fight or winning a fight without me even knowing. Oh, that's You know, cool. those type of roles. So yeah, yeah, everything yeah. is funny. Not just from the dialogue, but from the movements. From the location and the story. So that's pretty much something I want to accomplish in my comedy career, if that's how you'd like to call it. I find it interesting because you are describing a type of comedy that was actually super popular way before. So do you watch old comedies also, like Chaplin and um, Three Stooges? Because that's very, you know, body oriented comedy yeah physical comedy yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I understand I, I see where you're coming from and that's something <laughs> I think I want to bring back or at least perfect because it's yeah. more of like give, paying homage to the people who started it all yeah um, have you been doing anything during the pandemic comedy wise comedy wise uh, I've been thinking a lot and I, I'm trying to write comedy ooh like, what kind it's more of like Drama, comedy, or I haven't. Yeah, I say it's drama comedy because of the twists and turns. But it doesn't have a story yet. Doesn't have characters. It's just more of I have this notebook here. Final share it, even if people. That's want a to really it. good habit, by the way. Good job. Like I'd have yeah some characters and yeah I'm trying to write, but I don't know how to script. I don't know how to write the script, so I just write and write while I'm while I have an idea. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. That's good. And yeah. Just, you can actually turn that into many things. Element. Yeah. You can turn that into many things. You can turn it into a sketch. You can turn it into a stand-up set. Wow. Good Ooh, job. Right. That's right. Yeah, Deva. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So hmm. when you become... More ideas. When you become super famous with comedy, you know you have to credit the person. Yes, I have to. Advice, <laughs> yes, yes. I agree. Yeah. 
What's been keeping you busy nowadays? I know you said you're writing comedy, but we've been locked in for five months. And I know that people have been getting anxious, especially the people who just don't leave their house. They're getting stir crazy. What's been going on with you? Uh, what have I been doing? I've just been working out because for some reason, when I tire myself, I just forget about those little negative things I think about. Mm-hmm. So just working out, spending time with family, and reading and writing. That's pretty much it. That's all I have been doing. What have you been reading? It's called The Power of the Actor. It's like a acting book. Uh, like a, sorry. It's an acting uh, technique book. So I've been reading it a lot and trying to get some tips. So hopefully, if comedy, if there are no comedy roles for me, I could maybe branch out to other genres. So oh, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should just limit yourself to one thing you can totally do other things if you want to do it i have a personal question and this is this is kind of silly why aren't you into streaming you're all you're into dvds and you watch everything on dvds so you don't stream stuff well i just find it for someone your age (laughs) you know i don't know it's i have this nostalgic it's a very nostalgic feeling for me when I wake up in the morning and I put the DVD inside the DVD player because you get to control, I don't know, you get to control everything you watch from, and it feels, I feel more, how do you say this, special again because with the DVD, there are so many features like deleted scenes, right. bonus features, and these are things that Netflix doesn't have. So when I'm bored, that's the, if I feel like The Office, after watching it, there were more director's cuts. There was a director's cut. There were bloopers. There were interviews of the cast in their normal form. So I just feel, I feel more form. connected. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I don't, sorry. I didn't mean normal form. More, more not in character. My bad. Right, right, right. No, I find that funny. So, well, there you go. But yeah. yeah, pretty much that's the reason why I have DVDs because I get to have some features that the streaming services don't. Yeah. What's a DVD that you've watched way too many times? The Office. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Why did yeah. I even ask that? <laughs> Why did I even ask yes. that? Do you have a favorite episode? If there are The Office fans listening, I'm going to go with every other Office episode that ever existed. So that's pretty much a Dwight Schrute reference. Oh. Because he, uh, he, asked, um, he asked, it was Jim, uh, the character, do you know... Like, what other dinosaurs are cool? And he goes like, what? Every other dinosaur that ever existed. So pretty much it's the same. So my favorite episode is when uh, Creed Bratton became manager for a day. (laughs) Why is that your favorite episode? I'm curious. Because Creed is a character. For me, he's an uh, underrated character. Because he's the type of character in a show wherein he doesn't have any lines that much. But when he has a spotlight or when they turn to him for like a line, it's always something that uh, tao because he's funny. He's weird. He's random. So, weird. Yeah. so when he became the manager, it was very funny because you have another character like Dwight Schrute who wants to be manager but didn't get the position even if he was qualified. So they gave it to someone who's not even qualified, who doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. So that for me that was funny because it it was everything went downhill from him. Right, right, right. So that's why it was funny. I love this because I I could go in depth in the office also. I don't love it as much as you, but I do love the show enough. Like it has gotten me through some cold nights. 
So I really do enjoy The Office. And uh, my favorite character is Dwight Schrute. Who is yours? Dwight Schrute is your what favorite character. What made you uh, choose Dwight Schrute? Yeah. Oh my no, 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 God. You, why? Why do you like Dwight? I like Dwight because he... Also naman Steve Carell, of course. But there have been so many times in all the seasons that I've watched that I had to pause after a line that Dwight said just to laugh because I know if if I keep it playing, I'm going to miss something because I'm still laughing at what he said. So I don't know. And and when I when I saw, I'm sure you've seen um, behind the scenes stuff. When they said that this actor, what's his name again? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yeah, Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They were looking for a Dwight Schrute who's more like a Ron Swanson in the parang when they were auditioning and then Rain Wilson shows up as this guy and I was just like oh my god that's such a genius way to portray toxic masculinity like in such a nerdy off-putting way so I find him so funny like he was the I need to pause to laugh yeah it's a rare character really rare like you don't see you don't see characters like him in yeah. other shows, because you know when they portray like you know nerdy types, it's more of yung inaape, which is which sucks. I don't like that. But like Big Bang, no, ganon. Yeah, pag nerdy or it's mostly it's they're the butt of the joke. But here he's like you know he's trying to be the alpha male, but he's a nerd <laughs> in a way. Yeah. So that's really funny if you think about it. I know, and he has all these facts about bears, about like random, and his farm, his beats. And his brother, Moe's, Moe's, right? Moe's, yes. He, Michael Schur, he's also, he's the writer also, and he also co-created Parks and Recreation. And Brook- and also, I think, writer or also co-created Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's amazing. Yes, it's pretty cool. Actually, and a lot I, of them in the yeah, office they're are all writers. CBJ Novak. That's what makes it cool. Mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling. Galing eh, galing. That's something that, you know, I dream to be a part of also one day that you're acting in something that you wrote for. Exactly. It's pretty amazing. Let's talk about your YouTube channel. So this is a very new thing. You have a YouTube channel called Shout Out Andre. What's that all about? Uh, first of all, it is a YouTube channel wherein I decided to interview pretty much my friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I had my YouTube channel... Like years ago, but I don't even post anything. It's more of like a Twitter thing where I post once every other year or month. <laughs> wow. So when it came to, you know, the lockdown, I got inspired because a lot of my uh, friends started blogging, mm-hmm. started, you know, updating people through YouTube. So I decided uh, maybe I could do the same thing, but maybe I can add in, you know, some updates with friends. So instead of talking to my friends on the phone or FaceTime, I'd ask them if I could record it. So whatever I post on my YouTube channel is pretty much the conversations I'd have with them in person, minus the personal details. So yeah, that's pretty much it. It's more of kamustahan and an update with uh, my friends. That's pretty much it. Cool. What Do you have an end goal for the YouTube channel? Do you want it to be uh, monetized? Do you want to turn it into a vlog? Mm. That'd be cool. I don't know how to get monetized because I just want to keep on posting content. And mm. that's pretty much my my goal right now is just to keep on posting and to entertain people. Then I didn't even know you can get monetized on YouTube. I was like, what? And how do you do that? But if I were to monetize it, I'd want to make content on my own because I don't want to make money 
from my friends. You know what I mean? I don't want to put them uh, in my video and be like, I'm keeping the money to myself. Right. Because I feel that's feel that it it might be too selfish because I'm using them. Right. So if I were to mon- start monetizing my videos, I have to come up with content that's just me and original content. You know. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. much what I'm gonna go for. Yeah. Yeah. And your Instagram, for those listening that follow Andre on Instagram, I am one of those people that notice that you change it all the time. You change it. I do. You delete ah. stuff or, okay. or you hide stuff. It's black and white one day. The next day, it's all color. The next day, it's all basketball. What moods do you have? Because Machagayana, I tried doing that. Archiving and, uh-huh. then, you know, what what comes to your mind when you're doing that with your Instagram? You're changing it all the time. I feel like it's like one of... I, I, maybe I wake up one day feeling a different type of personality. Like I have this sub-personality. Like if, if I'm happy, it'll be random, random posts. And then... There are times I wake up, I feel that I feel sad out of nowhere. So I'm like, yeah, black and white will do. Because obviously, <laughs> if it's black and white, it's a deep, it's deep. I don't need to go into detail. I don't need a caption. As long as it's a black and white effect, it's deep and sad. I'm putting a song lyric while my face is not smiling. So people know my mood. <laughs> That's true. When I listen to music, I really listen to music. Now I just don't jam to it. And then I'd hear this quote or lyric. So I'm like, oh my goodness. I can relate. So I got to look for something that can represent that lyric and then post it. And then later realize, eh, nobody would get it. Delete. That's why. (laughs) Oh, okay. I delete because nobody will get it. (laughs) Some people be like, okay lang po kayo, kuya. Uh, I'm fine. I'm a happy person. It's just my artistic way. Yeah. What music have you been listening to recently? What what music do you like? Oh, um, Believe it or not, I love heavy metal, metal, or trash metal, punk rock, hip-hop, of course. What is trash metal? I've never heard about trash metal before. Okay, I sounded like a poser there, but trash metal? I believe, I think, I don't know what trash metal is, but when I look at the genre, when I search trash metal on, on Spotify or YouTube, it's pretty much the same bands I listen, heavy metal bands I listen to, so I don't know what it really is, but... For me, going to metal music, I just love, I don't know, I like it, if it's, how do you say, it? it's like controlled chaos. Like, it's very noisy, but it's music to your ears. I like it because it's something when you play in a car with friends, nobody will like it. <laughs> so it's something I like. Come on, you gotta, have you ever been on a road trip where people are trying to vibe and be happy and you start playing, oh, what, uh, Motley Crue, Iron Maiden? Or Power Wolf, any of those bands, I don't think anybody would even appreciate it. Oh, so you you like it because it's a special thing to you? Yes, I yeah. like it when it's unique. I like it's unique to me, even if it's old, it's old school. Mm-hmm. It's something that I know nobody will like. When you listen to metal music, it's more of you know people will be uncomfortable, and I find that funny. Oh, I know there's okay. always I don't know. I know it's a negative thing to say, but I hope I don't get misquoted. But I always imagine whatever I'm listening to, if I make this person listen to it, I know the reaction is going to be disgusted or like, oh, ang ingay naman yan. Pwede ba? Hinaan mo yan. So that's funny for me. So that's why I love metal. Well, how would you describe the humor that you enjoy? One is I don't like it when people get hurt because sometimes okay. I think that's there's a difference with slapstick. Like 
you know, when someone gets hurt, it's OA. Like, there's a grenade, it explodes, and there's smoke on your face, ashes. You know what I mean? Like, nobody gets... Uh, nobody dies. It's not something to cry about, cry on. So, I love slapstick because people get hurt, but in an OA way. It's, uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Slapstick is... You know it's not going to happen in real life. But for me, the comedy I do like is just... Um, you know, physical comedy wherein people get... Or it's awkward in a way. People get hurt in an awkward way or... Or it's unusual. Their character, their characterizations are unusual. Like what you said, Dwight shoot a nerd, but he's trying to be tough. Uh, there's this jock-looking Jim Halpert, but he's actually you know chill and soft. So that's pretty much what those are the things that make me like it, uh, what make me appreciate comedy. It's the uniqueness they bring. That's interesting because I do know a lot of people that find humor in people getting hurt. You mga world's worst. Uh, accidents. You know, I hate that. Yeah. I cringe and I feel sorry and I turn the TV off or phone off. I don't like that. How do you feel about... Okay, because I don't like that. You mga ski accidents and stuff like that. Oh, that people no. laugh at. But I do find funny and I don't know if you'll agree with me. You know those Japanese prank shows? Oh, yes. Where, yes. Where it's ridiculous. Like, you know they're getting hurt. No, like even the... Yes, Silent Library, hilarious. But also like the ones where there's someone who goes into a spa and nakatawal na sila, they sit down and then they sit down in this tub and then the tub shoots out from the building into yes. the snow. You know they're getting hurt, but it's just so yes. ridiculous. It's so funny. Mm. Is that something you enjoy? <laughs> okay, I enjoy that uh, because it's funny because it's something that we won't do here. But mm-hmm. I believe... Being the soft side of me, when I watch it, I have to analyze it. Maybe I can laugh at this because they agreed for them to be shown in public. So right. I laugh because, yeah, they're okay with it. So <laughs> let me laugh. Basta hindi sila na hospital, then it's okay. Takeshi's Castle, that's one. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, they're all in a, Okay. Yes! Uh, they're in obstacle course. They're a lot of, and they're in different types of op- obstacle courses. And, you know, th- them getting hurt. It's funny because you know they're not it's not an injury prone type of thing, but you know just being that making them look clumsy is funny. Yeah, would you join something like that? Oh heck yeah! Even wipe out. <laughs> I'd join that in an instant. Oh my god! I don't know if I could. I don't know if my old bones can take it. You got this. <laughs> this podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. And Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your free account at podmetrics.co and use my referral code, TAWALETS, all caps, TAWALETS, no apostrophe, just big letters, TAWALETS. 